Hey Claire, want to talk about sexy books today? Yeah, I do, Blythe. Awesome. <laughs> when you need a sexy escape from a world that's gone insane, erotic fiction with romantic diction, we've got some wrecks if you care to listen. We all have an inch to scratch between our mind and thighs. So I'm not having one anymore because we've been chatting for so long, but I was having a Bloody Mary or a Bloody Maria today because of how our book is a mystery. So it kind oh, of... Oh, nice. Also, mostly it's my favorite day drink nice. besides beer, I guess, but I'm not having that anymore because of how I drank it already. <laughs> <laughs> what happens <laughs> go with the flow um is there anything you want to talk about before we dive into this awesome book um I mean I guess I can just mention that I bought this book recently that you also happen to own called yeah. the green witch by Aaron Murphy Hiscock um and i don't know it's it says it's your complete guide to the natural magic of herbs flowers essential oils and more and i'm excited to try it i am really excited too i feel like i already spend a lot of time thinking about herbs i grow like a few herbs with varying success i light a lot of incense and i drink a lot of tea so yeah well I've mentioned I think on the podcast before that I always like brew up a tea every week with different stuff in it for my ovaries and my just all parts of my body (laughs) oh what kind of stuff is in your tea um well like I have I usually put raspberry leaf tea Mm -hmm. in there because that's good for toning your uterus and giving you like more regular periods and um I forget I use this detox tea that's for like detoxing your liver because I have estrogen dominance and it's just like a constant problem that like I'm not detoxing enough estrogen from my body and that's why I get my period like way too often. <laughs> wow. How interesting. It is really interesting and like the amazing thing is that I actually feel like results from like it actually I'm pretty sure helps me a lot of the time. That's wonderful. But that's like in conjun- conjunction with vitamins and exercise. <laughs> Estrogen Great. dominance is a huge problem. I will just tell you, it's a very big problem that a lot of women suffer from in our current society because like if you're on the pill for too long, it can cause oh. it. And different things like that. And, like, just so many products in the world have, like, extra estrogen in them. Does soy? 
yeah, I think so. Part of it? Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad that the earth makes things to help us unfuck ourselves. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> I've honestly like just had much better results with trying to do things more naturally than with doctors because all doctors ever want to do is put me back on the pill and I yeah. don't see how that's going to help me long term <laughs> yeah it's just an acceptable thing for doctors to say you can do yeah they can't really <laughs> say I mean I guess they can say that you can has any doctor mentioned any herbal support no <laughs> that sucks and they're like very not not at all open to that stuff either like they'll just be like well I can't speak on that so yeah well that's uh pretty lame yeah (laughs) (laughs) but anyway I'm stoked about that book I just want to be more healthy overall anyway yeah well if I always think I just appreciate the earth and feel I don't know how to be succinct about it for like the intro of a romance novel podcast except to just that's that's where I feel like our investments should be and and where our appreciation and worship should really lie is with the earth and the biodiversity that we have I think is a beautiful blessing and I think we need to um take care of that uh, man I think that sums it up perfectly (laughs) thanks (laughs) and actually it does kind of go into our book because they I, I I mean um this book has a it's not a central focus of the book but there's a heavy appreciation of old growth woods because Mm -hmm. it takes place in is it Washington I think it's um the Oregon Yeah, it's on. Yeah, the Oregon coast. Coast. It says. Yeah, and it's like a small town, um, and uh, like a ton of of old growth timberland is. um, Yeah, I actually big part of it. I wrote that down too because I wanted to like because she Claire Cray the well we should say what book it is. Um, Yeah, it's in Strange Woods by Claire Cray. Um, and she like makes a note at the end of the book about it's, there's a real act called the Dawes Act. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's like about giving land back to the indigenous people that it was basically stolen from. And that's like what one of the characters does in this book is she like writes it into her will, I think, or something that the land is to be used by these tribal people for certain purposes. Yeah, and her mother had like gotten basically well gotten into like an epic fight with her um husband because he wanted to sell that land when she inherited it. She and she wouldn't sell even one tree of it, which shows I think the real value of the land. It was just a really cool, this book was just, 
I remember when you told me that you read the book and you were like, I think we should do this one. And as soon as I read it, I was just like, this one is so perfect. I can't imagine not highlighting this book. And I can't wait until I get to read more of Claire Cray uh, totally writing. Agree. I will yeah. say like right off the bat that this is probably my favorite romance novel that I've ever read. Oh my gosh, I, <laughs> I'm i not ready to fully commit to that, but I, it's certainly for sure a contender. And the main reason for me is like, I loved all of the characters. I just, mm-hmm. we talk so much about how there's one character that you love the most usually, mm-hmm. but in this, it was like, I loved both of the main characters, but then there's like, uh, I mean, obviously, our podcast is always full of spoilers, so spoiler. Yeah, but be ready. We're going to spoil the mystery of this it's book. It's a mystery, so yeah. we're spoiling it. Um, <laughs> but the twin brother, Bo, the twin brother, is just like, oh, I, I just like didn't know that my heart could expand to love three characters <laughs> so much. It was oh my so gosh, I completely awesome. agree. It was like so awesome and then just a cherry on top. Yes. Oh <laughs> my gosh. It was so perfect. So do you wanna um do the description of the book? Yes. Um and I forgot to write it down, so let me find it really quickly. And she has your name, Claire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why I like, like her even more I mean I've actually talked to her on Twitter a bunch at this point and I will say she's a wonderful person I'm not <laughs> I mean obviously I'm not even a little bit surprised by that um she seems freaking amazing based on these characters and their priorities they uh, I mean I know there's there's so much I want to say but yeah. First, I will read the description. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's a bit long, so here we go. Okay. Gothic gay romance in the stormy coastal woods of the Pacific Northwest. Reeling with grief after the mysterious massacre of his wealthy family, moody New York photographer James Worthington Crane decides to take his downward spiral to the rural Oregon coast. I'm, like, not reading this well. Um <laughs> where he's just inherited a piece of property hidden somewhere in the woods upriver. But when James pulls into the decaying seaside town of Brooks, everyone thinks he's someone else, an elusive local outlaw named Bo. Now James must fight through his grief to unravel a dark web of family secrets and forgotten history with help from a soft-spoken local contractor named Hunter Quaid. Hunter's been on his own since he left his fundamentalist family at the age of 15. It's taken years of hard work to build the simple life he has now, fixing up seaside houses while living alone by the river. Then James blows in like a winter storm, disturbing the peace and stirring up dreams he thought he'd given up. There's actually like a bit more, but I think that's enough. (laughs) That gives you a pretty good idea of the plot. Yeah. And that he has like a secret twin doppelganger. Yeah. (laughs) Figure. 
whatever, we are going to spoil it. But so the main characters, James and Hunter, Mm -hmm. James is like this rich boy, man, I mean, man. These Um, men, I I think that we, I have like the exact same taste in men as Claire Cray because I feel like she couldn't have written them more perfectly if she just like plucked them from my mind. Like she Mm -hmm. compares James to James Dean Mm -hmm. and she compares Hunter to Kurt Cobain. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, Yeah. And it's like kind of, uh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. There's almost too much to say. Indeed. Indeed. So James, I feel like, so he's, He's very wealthy. He's from a wealthy family that's just been murdered. Or, okay, actually, here's where I want to start. Is that you told me that this was going to be a mystery, and I actually don't really like mysteries as a rule, generally. But I was like, a mystery romance, I think I can do. And that's exactly, like, this is really a romance mystery. So Mm -hmm. we're not tricking you here that it's like, that we're... I'm not into mystery usually. So you, James stumbles into this town because he's inherited some land and he is just devastated because everybody who's important to him has just been murdered. So you're never thinking, first of all, that he has anything to do with it. And in many ways, I feel like you can kind of like, he's going through this tremendous pain, but it already happened in New York and it's like displaced. So I really liked that. Right. So the point was that he had just come because he inherited, he'd come because he inherited, he came because he inherited this land, but he had no intention of like finding out any information or anything. He just needed a place basically to drink himself to death, kind of, I think. I think so. And then like when he gets there, it's hard to understand like what his land is. It's just called like Camp Five. And he's just devastated. Like, he's just living, like, moment to moment because he pretty much just wants to kind of kill himself, I think. So I think so. He's very depressed, um, understandably. Yeah. yeah, his dad, his stepbrother, and his mom. mom. Um, and, or his stepdad. And uh, so it's kind of mysterious. And anyway, he, he is on the edge of this land and Hunter, who is just this like contractor, Kurt Cobain, like very eco-friendly, great designer with a really good style guy. Oh yeah, his like RV is really stylish and like mid-century modern and stuff. Yeah. Um, so he's just really great and stylish and smells like, I want to say cedar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. He's got, he's got some woodland scent, probably some leather, I bet, too. Um, so, and just like this uh, gentleman, uh, comes up because he sees, um, he sees James. Like fall out of his car super drunk falling out of his car and almost gets hit by like a big truck or something so he ends up taking james back to his hotel and he's like oh james is super sexy but like you know people are 
He didn't assume he was gay, I guess. Yeah, and he was, like, practically unconscious. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of irrelevant. (laughs) And then they see each other again. Um, I think that he's just, like, at a bar or something, right? Yeah, it's like... he's in trouble again. He gets in trouble a lot, I feel. Yeah, well, I And Hunter has to save him a series of times. Yeah, I think that they might see each other i can't remember the exact order of events but james gets drunk a lot at the bar and he (laughs) sees him at some point and he just like sits down with him because he's all drunk and like chatty and hunter thinks he's gorgeous of course Mm -hmm. and then um and then they (laughs) We're doing a bad job of this this time, I feel. I I have read this book so many times, and I feel like so... I'm so excited about these characters that I can't even, like, the plot part of it really feels... It is good because it drives the story more... Like, the plot isn't about their romance, which is refreshing for, Mm -hmm. like, the books that we read, I think. Where, like, scary stuff, there's, like, there is a scary moment in the book where, like, the guy that we know killed everybody is, like, on a bridge with James. And then that's, like, the the moment we finally meet his mysterious twin brother. And the twin brother ends up killing the killer. (laughs) It's very exciting. But, like, all of the other times you're really, like, just about, like... There's just Hunter so uh, there's so much uh, that's just so I mean it's a very great balance I think of a plot that naturally moves their relationship forward while still really focusing on their relationship and just like the building of their f- sort of friendship but, like, it all happens very naturally because James is, like, trying to figure out what's going on with his inheritance and his family or whatever. And he keeps, like, getting himself into these weird little scrapes in this, like, weird little town. So Hunter's always there to kind of help him. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's just a great balance of plot and relationship and plenty of sex. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like they, Hunter really, or you just really understand why they work together. Like, Hunter is, like, very sexy, very talented, but he's in this very small town where there's just, like, no gay guys, so he doesn't have a lot of options, and then, like, uh, James happens to be, like, his dream dude, but then James is, like, a a shit show, but the... (laughs) But it makes total, like, you totally understand why. He's not even just, like, someone you have to really, like, you just totally get it. Like, of course you would be this devastated. Like, you would be drunk all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't, how would you be able to even function if that was what happened to you? And I feel like the book does a really great job of selling that so that I'm not, like, annoyed with James being such a shit show. Well, because even though he is such a shit show, he's still so sweet and, like, he's only hurting himself. And, like, of course he would feel that way. There's just... There's no world where you don't understand what he's going through, you know? 
Yeah. But it's wonderful because I love books where people are healing one another with sex. That's probably one of my favorite things. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's so exciting too because he because James is like getting drunk so much, Hunter can't be like that excited the first time that they like James shows any interest because he's like shit. Right. Like so it's like Hunter like will not go there at all while James is like drunk or anything. I mean, which makes sense. Even I mean both obviously morally, but also just like People yeah. were just totally shit-faced. That's not super. But he's into it. Anyway. I mean, it's nice, I guess, that he doesn't take the opportunity to just, like, fuck him while he's drunk one time or something. But it's nice yeah. that they have, like, longer-term plans. <laughs> yeah. But then they get into it, like, shortly thereafter. And I think it's a very good... It's a good amount of sex and of just, like, general horniness and, like, being excited about each other. Mm-hmm. Lots of yearning, which I liked. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of good graphic yearning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I love particularly when Hunter is yearning for James while he's in the shower. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's definitely one of my favorites. But also when it just works out, like... It is a really, I don't even want to give it away because it's really fun how, uh, like, they start doing it. (laughs) I'm not even sure that I can remember it right now. All right, I'll just give it away then, which is, um, he's like, I'm so sorry that I uh, kissed you last night. And then Hunter's like, why? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that. I oh. And then he's like, because I would uh, do better job if I was sober. <laughs> and then blowjobs galore. Oh. That's what I remember. It's wonderful. I just love also, I just love when they set the scene. Like, I talked about this in Roller Girl when, um, uh, I can't remember her name, but. Um, Joe, when Joe Mm -hmm. had the, like, really comfy, like, pillowy room. That's how I felt about this, where it's, like, really comfortable and, like, I I imagine it being, like, very clean, but, like, very comfortable Mm -hmm. and, um, and really aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, and and probably smelling really good. Yeah. So you're just having a great time with James and Hunter, and then enters Bo. <laughs> and I gotta say, even though there's no sex with Bo in the in the book, I'll admit, in in my personal fanfic, in my head, there was sex with Bo, yeah, and it worked out, <laughs> and nobody was feeling weird about it. <laughs> I um alternated a lot because I've read this book like at least four times I think nice yeah and um I alternate between like Bo is my boyfriend Uh and Hunter and James are our friends sure or just like everybody's in there yeah yeah yeah. all of us are in there together sure Nobody even minds if there's a stray lady around, I feel, right. in that circumstance. Well, like, plus, nobody's both gonna, like, straight, I think, but... 
unclear yeah in my dreams he definitely goes both ways yeah he's the en- entry point and then you just both get to right never mind the incest <laughs> it can be overlooked because they didn't even grow up together so it's like mm-hmm. there's no power dynamic either it's totally and fine. also i kind of no holds barred do dig that <laughs> <laughs> So it worked out. But it was, I mean, even not being overly horny about it, when they did, like, meet each other for the first time, that was really moving. I I was just so, like, because I didn't know, like, I feel like Hollywood would have treated it in a totally different way. Like, it wouldn't have been so beautiful because it kind of was a little gay-seeming, but, like, it wasn't really. It was, like, (laughs) sincere, but it was just such a powerful love that you don't get to see like suddenly happen between two men who aren't being romantic yeah it was like so nice i i feel like that's one of my and then the fact that Bo was like such a badass like i know i could just imagine him (sighs) i loved it i know and he had like they both had for whatever I don't even remember the reason why, but they both had, like, a sparrow or, like, a raven tattoo, maybe. Oh, yeah, something like that. But, like, the difference between Bo and James is that James's was on his torso and Bo's was right on his neck. (laughs) (laughs) I love the tattoos were in it. Everyone was into, like, smoking weed and... and, growing weed that's a yeah that was honestly another thing that i loved because that just makes it more believable if two people who haven't like hung out that much are sitting together smoking weed i just feel like it's much more likely to lead to sex definitely (laughs) or just like just like your boundaries down Yeah. yeah um also, this book had a really cool ultimate backstory with Ruth and um, who are the other Marnie and Deanie, mm-hmm. like these I old, love older ladies. Yeah, Deanie's the one who's alive mm-hmm. and who mm-hmm. is Bo's like grandma's best friend, and then grandma, or sorry, Hunter's grandma's best friend. And then Hunter's grandma had passed already, Marnie. And then Ruth was James and Bo's mom, but since but James was kind of raised by his sister Grace. Right. As his mom. <laughs> so um so Hunter is like distantly related to James and Bo, I guess. No, they're not related. They were just best friends, those ladies. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was just all perfect because it was like, ladies being awesome as the backstory of this wonderful and gay romance. Yeah, because Grace runs away with one of the, with James because. Yeah, because someone, I think the mom, I think Ruth's told Grace that her husband had thrown the other baby in the river. Right, right, and to right. Like, because she had already had James in her hands. Right, right, right. She was like having twins in the woods. And then the husband saw and he was, he knew he wasn't the father. Right. And then the other baby did get taken, but he got 
Bo got taken by somebody. I forget the woman's name, but whoever raised him was yeah. not his real mom. She just like took Daisy him. Ann. Yeah. And she was just a loon, I guess, because they were like, we'll <laughs> never know. Did she find him in the river? We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she fought the dad for them. I don't know. I don't know, but she raises him to be a real wild child. Yeah. And also, um, Hunter does have a backstory of, like, growing up with fundamentalists. Yes. And sister. And, like, they don't accept like, that he's gay, and yeah. it's very sad. There's a part yes. where James says, like, you must really like living alone out here and everything, and he's like, he's like sometimes when I want to be but like (laughs) obviously he doesn't actually just want to be alone all the time no 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 he'd rather have a James Dean type (laughs) photographer slash super rich man because this plot of land is like one of many estates he now owns and it's like two-thirds the size of uh Manhattan I think Man, it really is the dream, and it happens a lot in romance novels where, like, one person just happens to be really rich or something, and I really understand it, like. It makes the happily ever after realistic. Yeah, it just makes everything easier. Love without money is, yeah, hard still. Less fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty fun, though. I I'd still prefer it to money without love. Truth. (laughs) But I'm really happy that they get both because they fully deserve it. And Hunter's still going to be designing bitchin' pads for places. For sure. He loves making furniture, I assume, because he's really good at it and makes beautiful stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Why anybody does anything? Because they're good at it. <laughs> or they're trying to get good at it. Or they love doing it, even though they're bad at it, I guess. <laughs> the options. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, the writing was just absolutely gorgeous. That's, like, a thing that I feel like we talk about on this podcast fairly often is, like, we need at least a certain level of writing yeah. to, like... You know, but I feel like the writing in this was just beautiful. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, uh, I am going to read a passage from the book. Oh, good. I forgot to get to that part. But I decided the part that I wanted to highlight was how there is a mystery, but that it's, like, really horny also. Like, at least equal mm-hmm. to the mystery, but probably, frankly, more than the mystery. Like, you pretty much know the mystery's going to work out fine. It's more about the horniness. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I think this uh, part embodies. So here you go. Okay. James had to stop there. He reached for his glass of whiskey, but Hunter's hand covered his wrist, stopping him. A zing of electricity shot up through James's arms, and he looked dumbly at the point of contact. Wait, Hunter said quietly, his hand slowly leaving James's wrist. Back up. Why did you come here? It's complicated, or maybe not. James looked down into his glass with a frown, trying to decide. Is it complicated? Could you ask your mom about all that? 
No, she got murdered in August. Her and my dad and my brother. James reached for the whiskey again and lifted the glass to his lips. That's why I'm here. This time Hunter didn't stop him, just watched in stunned silence as he took a long swallow. I'm sorry, he said when James set the glass down. Jesus. Yeah, James sighed, coming dizzily back to the point of conversation. Or was it the point of the conversation? Was there even a point of the... Never mind. Hey, that road I got stuck on, do you think I could get up it with an ATV? Hunter stared thoughtfully at him, slowly raking his teeth over his bottom lip, which was nice. What do you want to get up there so bad for? Can you keep a secret? Depends, I guess. You a fugitive or a Bigfoot hunter? James laughed suddenly, the tightness in his chest unwinding slowly as he looked into the subtle smile on Hunter's lips. You think I'm more exciting than I am. Hunter gave a slow shake of his head, his eyes warm and appreciative. You're plenty exciting, James. James noticed a funny feeling in his cheeks and realized he was grinning. Then he realized all he wanted to do was crawl over the table and taste that quiet smile. Hunter, he mused aloud, though it came out low and heady like it was melting on his tongue. A strange sort of surprise swirled in Hunter's eyes, and he looked closely at James for a moment before he responded in a wry murmur. James? You win, James thought as that low voice went over him like a caress. A memory from this morning came sashaying into his head when he'd reached out to steady Hunter in the mud and felt the hard contours of muscle through his sweatshirt. His eyes drifted down to Hunter's chest, admiring how his pecs filled out the cotton. What did he look like underneath those clothes? So? Hmm? Oh! The secret. Um, <laughs> nice. So, yeah. The writing right. is beautiful. I just love all... I mean, just from, like, the descriptions of the woods, they just completely transport you there immediately. Like, beautiful, chilly woods and... I just loved the descriptions of nature and it was like beautiful and a little bit creepy, but not, you know, it was just, it was just so gorgeous. And I thought that it had such a nice tone throughout and the sex scenes were fantastic. I agree. I feel like fucking in Oregon must be great because you know like we live in Los Angeles now and it almost never rains but when it does rain isn't it just like you just want to like cozy up and like yes I honestly love it when it rains here because it like happens so rarely and it feels so nice yeah (laughs) so at least from my perspective when I was thinking about like it's just raining so often in the book and like I'm just like yeah let's just go to Hunter's like it's like wooden sanctuary where it's warm and he'll feed me and give me weed and then we'll just lazily bone all night sounds literally has everything that I need (laughs) except like an attraction to women (laughs) I don't even know if I need that. If I could just watch, yeah, would, for that would sure, be all that I need, and I got to have my toys. Today. That would be fine. And like they still let me spoon with them at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's only fair. Enough. Yeah, 
I participated. (laughs) (laughs) In my own way. Yeah, I mean, that has been a recurrent fantasy for me, for sure, since I read this. Just them going at it and I'm just I'm just there somewhere I could be anywhere really (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh this was a great one I really appreciate Claire Cray for writing it and I'm looking have you read any other Claire Cray yes I'm a like a full-blown Claire Cray fan um, a gray head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've read, she has, I think she actually has two books of short erotic stories that are like more horror based. They're like about like the creature from the Black Lagoon and like a vampire and like stuff like Ooh. that. Those are great. There's even one that's about like a tree that is like. Like, you know the trees from The Lord of the Rings? Yeah. I think it's yeah. like that. Cool. <laughs> so that's a awesome. Tree. And then she has a series of three books, I think, that she is selling as one collection right now called um, Hidden Talents. And Ooh. that is like, oh my God, I loved it so much. It's like this epic fantasy sort of novel about people with they're like like I almost want to say like x-men like they have like mental talents or like you know like they can read minds or move you know there's all different kinds of talents that they can do um and there's like a government agency that's after talents and there's just there's all kinds of things going on but the most important thing is that most of the talents, almost all of them are bisexual men. (laughs) And just like everybody's fucking all the time. And like fucking when you're a talent is like even more amazing than when you're a human. Cause like they can do great. Like they're one of one talent is like being able to basically make the other person feel whatever you're feeling, but even more so like when you have sex with one of those talents it's like the most amazing fucking thing in the world and it just feels it's like a drug um so yeah i highly recommend that book that (laughs) sounds amazing it is amazing i love it that's probably my second favorite romance novel (laughs) nice I mean, I love sexy world building. I do my own sexy world building in The Sims because I have mods on my Sims where they can do a lot of fucking. So right now I have these Sims. They're just two um, lady lover best friends. And um, they have a club called the Fuck Me Club. And (laughs) people just come over and fuck them. Awesome. (laughs) Um, and two of the dudes in the club impregnated them with their express permission (laughs) and desire. And, um, so then they ended up having babies at the same time. And so their, um, their, uh, dads come over and hang out sometimes, but it's just kind of these best friends and they're 
like sort of twin babies because they were born at the same time. That sounds <laughs> great and ideal in a lot of ways. <laughs> it's so, it's a really great world. And my husband has told me that he wishes that he was um, a virtual man in one of my worlds that I built. <laughs> I bet lots I of men would them. feel that way. I do treat my Sims really well. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen their houses and stuff. That's why when I watched WandaVision, I was like, I understand, because I also feel for my simulations <laughs> very... <laughs> very strongly. Very strongly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well... Oh, man, I feel like we tripped a little bit going through this book because we just had so much that we wanted to say. But just if anyone takes anything away from this episode, it should be that you should go read this book and go read like everything by Claire Cray. Um, yeah, absolutely. This I've actually recommended this book to several people already. Me too. So as soon as I read it, I was like, this needs to go on the list of like must reads this would be a good one for like a friend I think who wasn't sure about romance yet Mm -hmm. and like I always obviously we started with Serena Bowen and The Year We Fell which tends to be my intro book to people that I give but I would this is my new um other intro book for sure like it just it's a perfect um encapsulation of why romances like the tits <laughs> i completely agree oh i just love as i said i love books where people are basically healed by sex and like by a good relationship and yeah. this book is just so healing and beautiful and i just loved it yeah me too i'm really grateful that you found it and i think yeah, I hope everyone, if you enjoy this podcast and you've enjoyed any of the books that we've recommended, definitely get this one. This one's gonna really be special to you. Totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, if that's all, I mean, write us, you know, do all the things with the contacting business. You, you can find us if you need us, but also, uh, Go forth and master.